Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out nhte.net. And be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. You can find the show on iTunes, Google Play Music, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud, and TuneIn Radio. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from California, my guest is a recording artist whose dance track that you're currently hearing debuted at the start of this month at number 47 on the Billboard dance chart and the following week climbed to number 40. She has released a video for it that has gotten almost 83,000 views in just over a month on YouTube. She has another song that we will play at the end of this episode. It's the theme song for a new but yet to be released movie. She has been featured in a PBS TV special and has performed and directed musicals, recitals, professional concerts and television shows. Plus, she is a vocal coach. And we will also hear from her today about a reality series that she does once a year. You've been hearing the song Lose Control. It's my pleasure to welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, April Diamond. Hi, Bruce. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. You bet. April, how are you today? I'm great. Happy Friday. (laughs) Outstanding, no doubt. (laughs) Well, let's start off by first having you talk all about the song that we were just playing, Lose Control. Yes, Lose Control. It's a Friday Lose Control. Good day for that. Um, Lose Control is a fun, uh, upbeat, pop, uh, EDM dance song that the clubs are just absolutely having a blast with. Uh, And it was a lot of fun recording it. And the inspiration comes, I think, really just from, you know, letting loose and having a break from the busyness of life and having some fun and and I think uh, my producer, David Longoria, who helped, who produced the track, and Robert Ivok, who's also done a lot of the remixes, they both understand that. And they've just done an incredible job of creating uh, this amazing thing called Lose Control. And it's, it's taking off, and people are loving it. And I am just excited and grateful. And I'm so, I, it just, it's amazing to me. So I'm having the best time doing what I love to do. So Lose Control is the, the first single that I've had that hit the billboard chart and uh, I'm elated and I'm more than happy about it. (laughs) Excited, super excited. You know, in sports, they talk about that it's supposed to be about the team and not personal stats and things like that. And, you know, scoreboard watching, meaning how many points you have, but how difficult is it to not continue to look even, even in the podcast world, Podcasters are always checking mm-hmm. their stats to see how many listens or how many downloads they have. So you start that song started, as I said in the intro, on the Billboard Dance Chart at number forty-seven, then it moved up to number forty. So just talk about you know kind of managing those emotions. That's um, you know it's it's amazing. I I, you know, I get the phone call and and I find out I'm forty, going up seven points in one week. Wow. I mean, I'm like, can you say that again? So I just put on my speakerphone <laughs> to the people around me. See, um, I mean, I don't, I don't know that I have the right words. Just, um, it, it's just a, an incredible feeling. And, you know, what I've worked for over the past couple of years with David and Robert working on my album, which will be soon to be finished and, and working on the single. And I just before it broke on the chart, I was nominated for a Hollywood Music and Media Award. So the momentum of the song um, has just like taken off and it's really just a dream come true. And I, I can't help but not look at it because I keep looking at it going, yep, it's real. <laughs> yeah. But I wonder, you know, do you have to, do you have to discipline yourself to not be so distracted by it that you're just kind of counting down <laughs> the days and the minutes until the next week's yeah. charts come out? Gotcha. Yes. No, I, I definitely anticipate that and I have to maintain my cool and keep, you know, going and doing the things I'm normally doing and recording and all the other stuff. And yeah, I always got a peek. <laughs> I'm always peeking. So, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely distracting, but in a great way. 
And then on a similar note, I, I have found myself asking this question before, but I think it's very helpful mm -hmm. for anybody who's listening who is an up-and-coming performer themselves to get some advice because you have you mentioned before that this song has had success in the clubs also. And it seems to me that if an artist has a song that is accepted that way, that right away mm -hmm. you kind of are tempted to exhale and say, okay, I'm doing something right. Is that okay to do? Or is it, you know, you always just got to put your nose down and, and keep working hard? Or, or can you celebrate that moment for a little bit at least? Yeah, I mean, it, it's a lot of work. And um, you definitely need to celebrate all the victories, the smallest ones to the biggest ones. And you've got to pat yourself on the back and say right on, you know, so for if, what I could tell up and coming artists and those that are, you know, working their way to this point, you know, you just need to keep doing it, keep doing it, keep believing it, keep believing the hardworking, wonderful people around you that encourage you to do it because it's, you know, there's a lot of times where you think certain things are going to happen and maybe they don't in that moment. And you think that it was supposed to happen then or didn't happen then or whatever. And, and you just have to keep believing because it will, because the one that doesn't quit will get there. And, um, I'm just, you know, the team of people that I work with, work with are just the best. And they want to see it through and they want to see the success of it because they know what we have. We all know what we have. So when you're an artist, you know, knowing what you have, just keep believing in what you have and keep pushing forward. Well, we have seen the following, which I'm about to describe. We've seen this happen before with a couple of guests on the show. I'm thinking, for example, of as recently as episode 198, when my guest was singer-songwriter Cooper Phillip, plus back on episode 151, Jennifer Brenning from Germany talked about an EP that she did containing four versions of the same song. April, in your case, mm -hmm. the song Lose Control has, I believe I saw 12 or 13 different versions, remixes. Yes. For, for, for the listeners yes. who haven't heard say, the Cooper Phillip or the Jennifer Brenning interviews yet. Explain why and how an artist gets so many different versions of the same song recorded. The different versions are for club play and for DJs to add to their list and play, you know, see what their their listeners and their club goers enjoy. When they have more of a variety, they're more apt to play your song. So uh. we've provided an absolute, you know, a huge variety of, of things so i mean they can't help but play it and not only that but i've had we've had djs and remixers come to us say hey can we remix your song because we want to do this to it and we're like sure wow do it wow <laughs> and um because they love it so much and you know that's and there's still i think there may be more i think there's more coming and it's really just uh a tip your hat to how much they love the song so i like the creativity of someone else you know coming along saying i want to add my thing to it and i'm like sure because it's a team effort like you said and um i love that they love it and i love that they play it so the more the merrier and when you think you know you've got eight or nine remixes and you think you need four or five they, they say you need four or five more believe them because you do <laughs> okay okay that's that's interesting because it sounds to me like what you're saying is that the attitude that you need to have in instances like that is I'm flattered that someone is that interested in my song because I would think, April, that an artist's initial reaction would be, well, what's wrong with it? Why do you want to remix it? Why, why don't you like it the way it is? But I love that you said with that many versions, they're going to find one that they like. And if you only give them one and they don't like it, then your song's not going to get played. It's that simple. <laughs> exactly. And we want everybody to play it because it's a great song and you know, the community of artists and everyone has something to give and, and as a, to, to make it better, whatever that thing is. And if you have a single and people want to add to it and you hear it and you're like, oh, God, they add their beats to it, they add this to it, and it just makes it amazing. And, you know, you may not hear it in the moment as the artist. It's like, okay, well, let's see, let's see what they can do with it. And then it comes back and you're like, wow, I didn't even think of my song like that. I mm. keep even hearing it like that. So it, it just keeps getting better. Because like two that. heads are better than one, and ten heads are better than one, um, right? <laughs> or fifteen, or twenty-five. Yeah, there's strength in numbers, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So you mentioned that you're working towards an eventual album. Do you have any details you can give out at this point in terms of when it might be released, how many songs, th those types of things? Yes, we are looking for an April, yeah, 2018 <laughs> release date. 
in the month of April, and uh, I believe the working title of the album, this is just for your listeners only, is Diamond. So we'll see how that working title. And Lose Control will be one of the songs on the album? Yes. Yes. And yeah, Lose Control will definitely be, it'll be the main TV mix. We may have another version of it on there somewhere, but yeah, and, and we'll see how it evolves. But yes, it will be on that album. Great, great. And listeners, if you are a regular listener of Now Hear This Entertainment, you know that I always give out the guest's website and social media information, and that I do always say that in instances like this, it's all the more reason to follow April online so that you can watch for details when she announces the specific details in terms of the release date, the title, those types of things. In the meantime, for the benefit of those who are just being introduced to April Diamond, well, wait, Mm -hmm. before I ask that, I I wonder, do people ever ask you if you're Neil Diamond's daughter or or if you're related to him? (laughs) Yes. Yes. My mom always loved Neil Diamond and played his records. I'm his eighth cousin, twice removed neighbor's friend. (laughs) 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 Nothing like that. I would imagine down the line that we are somehow related. But Neil Diamond, I would love to shake your hand and tell you that. Caroline is my mom's favorite, and mine too. I love it. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool to ask Neil Diamond, wait a minute, before I go any further with this, are you related to April Diamond? <laughs> yes. Yes. Maybe he'll know better. <laughs> there you go. Well, anyhow, as I was starting to say, for the benefit of those who are just being introduced to you, tell us how you became an artist, kind of your journey in getting to where you are as a music artist today. It's a great question. I love to answer that question. Um, growing up singing in a house uh, with music, my dad played the guitar and the bass, my grandma played the organ and the piano in church, and always sang in choirs when I was little, and it was the prodding of my grandmother, who I was born on her birthday, and she'll be happy that I mentioned that. <laughs> um, we have the same birthday. Uh, she hounded me for a good year and a half when I was about eight. And, and honey, I want you to sing this in church. I want you to sing. And I'm like, I don't want to sing in front of all those people. You know, terrified at eight. I'm like, I'm eight. So I finally, you know, to get my grandma to stop hounding me, I finally said, okay, okay. So I picked a song, picked a hymn, and I sang it. And then when it was over, I said, oh, that wasn't as scary as I thought. And hey, I hmm. kind of like that. So it, for the rest of my life, it sort of set the pace for me to focus on singing and growing up in school I always was in choir and I was in musicals and I took some voice lessons I took some dance lessons I just Mm. enjoyed theater and music and so I stayed the course with that um and through college and getting signed to a record company and working on my album so it's just kind of you know I always loved it and when I had opportunities to do other things which I considered other professions and I just I stuck with this and I became a voice coach along the way making my album and it's you know going on from there i'm even writing a book on my voice training system on the side so there's you know it's, it's my love it's been my passion and i've found ways to evolve um and in the world of singing and do many things so i'm really blessed and grateful that i've been able to do it and i thank my grandma for hounding me <laughs> well let's go back to the part in there where you said into school and then through college and then getting signed to a record company and and you went on from there and I went, whoa, 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 whoa. How do you just say <laughs> college and getting signed and then moving on to something else? Mm-hmm. Just, just, I just want to isolate that part right there. What, what happened there? Okay. Leaving college and, and getting, and, and I don't know that it was immediate, but uh, when was that? Right. How was that? How did that come to be? Well, I actually, it was probably during, you know, college that I, that I met um, David and his wife, Letitia, and uh, we were actually friends and we attended the same church for a little while and um, Mm. we got to know each other and we had dinner one night. We talked about singing and I told him what I did and he's like, well, I'd like to hear you sing. And um, we shared some ideas and I came and sang for him and and I sang on some other other people's albums and um, then it just evolved from there. And here we are with a single on the Billboard chart. So, I mean, there's a journey to that. But um, that's really where it began. So when people say, um, you know, when they minimize singing in choirs or in churches or in musicals and schools, I want to tell you there's power in that. And if you're an artist and you really, you know, you want to see your dreams come true, that's a great place to start because that's where I started. That's where I met my producer. And on from there, you know, here I am. So that's 
you know, that's a whole journey I could spend hours talking about. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you brought that out because you do hear people from time to time on this show talk about, oh, you know, I grew up singing in the church and you, and you hit the nail on the head. I think a lot of people do minimize that and they say, oh, big deal. You sang in the choir in high school or you sang in the mm -hmm. choir in college. So what? But as you say, that's it's not only good training, but it always goes back to you never know who might be. I always say in the crowd, but, you know, in those circles. And, and here you are testifying to the fact that that's how you met David and, you know, and, and, uh -huh. the, and, the, and the foundation was laid right there. Where was all this taking place? Are you a lifelong Californian? I am. I'm an L.A. native, and people find that really interesting. Like, really, an L.A. native? Because you don't meet a lot of us, those of us that have been here in Los Angeles our whole lives. But, yes, I am. I've been here my whole life, uh, not living directly in Los Angeles the whole time. I'm a little bit outside of, of L.A., but now I'm, you know, currently live in Los Angeles and work directly at the recording studio and doing my thing. But, um, yeah, I'm from L.A. originally. And even even college, when you attended college, you didn't leave the state? Right. I attended uh, Aziza Pacific University, and um, that was my start in music and uh, in terms of getting a degree. And I was introduced to all kinds of music, the classical kind, too, which I was like, what is this classical stuff? Wow. <laughs> so I'm classically wow. trained, I think. Classical, jazz, pop, gospel is my heart. My, the grip of my soul, somebody asked me, what's the grip of your soul, April? And I said, oh, that's hmm. a good way to put it. I would say gospel. That's hmm. where all of the inspiration and love came from. And uh, the direction and the focus came from school and all the wonderful people that I learned from and um, amazing, you know, hardworking, accomplished, talented people um, from my college. I'm grateful for that time because it really – taught me to hone my skill and become a very powerful singer. And not only that, but to give the gift of music to other people in terms of being a teacher. So wonderful and training, you know, voice coach. So wonderful. Yeah. It's a great, it's a beautiful ride. I've enjoyed this journey and I'm this next level of it is just blowing my mind. <laughs> God bless you. That's great. Listeners, regardless of where you are on your journey musically, whether you're a home hobbyist, a recording artist like April, a touring pro, or somewhere in between. Heck, even if you're a podcaster, I urge you to look at the wide array of audio solutions from Tascam. I am currently wearing Tascam headphones while I'm talking to April. I'm talking to her through a Tascam TM280 microphone. I am patched in to the Tascam Mini Studio Creator, although I do also have a US 2x2 audio interface. And I'm recording all this on the Tascam Track Factory. And like I said, you can be using all this same gear to record yourself, your music, your vocals, whatever you're doing. Come by the Tascam booth at the NAM Show in Anaheim, California, January 25th to the 28th to see lots of their stuff. And say hello to me, too. I'll be there throughout the event at the Tascam booth. And in the meantime, check out Tascam.com. April, as sort of an extension to my having asked you about your background and your journey, so that the listeners can get to know you better. You started to say that gospel uh, was a real inspiration to you. Current day, it, you know, is there is there something or someone or both that inspires you? Yes, there is, you know, there's a connection to gospel music and all the way up to pop music and to dance music and electronic dance music for that matter. And it's like, how does that connect? Um you know, my mom, when I was very little, my mom bought me a Donna Summer record. And when there was records, and I, she actually got me a record player. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Um, so, uh, and I heard that voice, and I was like, who is that? And I heard the gospel in her voice. And hmm. I looked through my mom's record collection, and I saw Donna Summer, and I saw the Beatles, and I saw Diana Ross and the Supremes. I saw all these things. I'm like, oh, which, by the way, Diana Ross is back on the dance chart right now, which is amazing <laughs> to be on the chart with her. I'm like, woo. Yeah. Um, so it's because it's basically the gospel to the pop, pop music, pop music to dance music to dance music, to electronic dance music. I mean, they go hand in hand when you listen to the, the stuff that evolved, um, you know, disco and how it evolved from pop disco. And now we have some of those disco divas back on the chart. It's amazing. Like, it, it all connects. Um, I'm also influenced by some of the current days, all, the Gaga 
Lady Gaga. She's mm. one of my big heroes. Um, you know, Christina Aguilera. I grew up listening to Mariah Carey. I grew up listening to Whitney Houston. Uh, just all these girls I sang to, um, you know, to conquer all their stuff. And they're just, you know, my mentors in terms of like reaching, you know, that kind of powerful singing. Current day, um, I've always loved Jessie J. She's the English artist. Um, she's amazing. Love her. And there's also in electronic dance music right now, Zara Larson is a really great singer. And she's, I think she's, she was on the chart with the symphony or she, I think she's back on the chart with something else, but she's amazing. Um, I'm just, there's so many great people on the chart right now that uh, are inspirations to me. Um, I'm loving it. Well, I'm impressed that you said, Growing up listening to Donna Summer, you heard the gospel in her voice because to me, that's a very trained ear that you could listen to what essentially was disco and pick out, hmm, this singer has a gospel influence about her. Well, I mean, like I said, the, the gospel music is the grip of my soul, so I recognize that in any singer. Um, it's not likely that I'm going to miss that because that's my love. So I hear that first and then mm. how it evolves and how it's so powerful in other forms of music um, it still surprises me to this day. Like a, a gospel singer is going to knock it out of the park and pop music and any other kind of dance uh, form, genre, rock. I mean, all of it. I, a pop singer that's got that grounding and that that power behind them, they're going to be great or whatever they do. And similarly, someone who is classically trained in voice, yes? Yes. I, yeah, and people ask me often, you know, what, how is it that I'm, um, you know, you, how do you get that classical training into the, into the pop singing? Well, it's just a little tweak, and you know, you, you use those elements of classical and gospel, and you bring them together, and you put them in your pop performance here and there. Um, it, it just brings it to life. It just it adds an element that would not otherwise be there, and it's hard to describe, but that's that's what I'm describing in my book. So would it be safe to say that, you know, the advice to somebody would be that try to get yourself, I'm talking about someone who's young and just starting out, try to get yourself into gospel or classically trained. That way you can use that as a foundation to build from, to pursue your, your pop music interests. Absolutely. And it's okay if you don't know how it's going to my suggestion is to just, you know, build the foundation of your singing voice and keep shooting for the thing you really want. Just practice all of it. Practice your inspirations, the ones you love. Use the training part as like a grounding thing and understand that there's a structure to it. And and then, you know, go for your dreams. Go do the stuff that you love to do. Go to open mic nights, sing with a band, you know, find some somebody that likes to record your voice and just, you know, start working towards all those things. And one day you'll run into the right person. I mean, I think that things happen for a reason and you have a certain love of music for a reason. So follow it and see where it takes you. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, way yeah. back on episode 31 of this show, my guest was Steve Cherubino, who hosts the EDM producer podcast. And that's probably as close as we've come to EDM on this show, although uh, episode mm -hmm. 180, my guest was Tina Perez. She's a singer-songwriter from New Jersey who's now based in Orlando, and her style of music was close enough that I tried to combine her with, as I mentioned, Steve Cherubino and his EDM producer podcast, but I don't know that I that I know, April, and maybe there is no difference, but is is there a difference, and if so, what is it between EDM versus just saying dance music? Um, dance music, I think, has a specific sound to it, and I think you know my producers can probably answer that a little bit better than I can <laughs> because they produce the sound. But um, EDM, electronic dance, has that DJ influence of their particular elements and beats and that sort of thing. So it's almost like we look at voices, I think, as the voices and then the music behind it. But I think what's happening with electronic dance music is that their beats are the voices as well as the voice, if that mm. makes sense. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So the voice is an equal instrument um, to the beats that they make. And so when you listen to the, you know, however many remixes I have, you hear my voice, but my voice is, you know, it's it's still the main thing. It's still the main track, but the what comes to light is the DJ's influence and what they have, what they bring to the table. So they're in kind of, in a way, like one of the other singers, but they're not, but they're doing it with their beats. I don't okay. know if you can picture that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's a that's a good description. That's that's a good answer to my question. I I learned something new today. <laughs> okay, that's always that's always a good thing. Good. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it today's bonus is you might think this is splitting hairs but be careful when considering calling your facebook and or twitter account the official fan page of insert artist's name here that could be interpreted as an account started by a fan for that artist as opposed to what you really mean which is the official page of this artist for fans to enjoy, engage with, etc. Rather than something that could be misunderstood, simply title your account with your name, or if you have to, maybe add the word music. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book Volume 1, Volume 2, and Volume 3 for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from episodes 1 to 40, 41 to 80, and 81 to 120, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. April, it's fitting that this episode is being released in January because it gives listeners enough time to mark their calendars in advance. I mentioned back in the intro about a reality series that you do once a year. Tell the listeners about that project. Yes, this is a lot of fun. And you know what? I think I'll make you one of my episodes. Is that cool, Bruce? Yeah. You one of my episodes? I'm going to put that podcast up there and say, hey, now hear this. I would like that. You there. Yeah. Um, 30 Days of April is it's a reality series that my producer and I came up with and said, hey, you know, this is your name and this is the month. Let's do something every day mm. for a video, right? A video, let's release a video a day, like a reality series. I'm like, okay, sounds good. So when we started doing it, I'm like, here's me playing with my dog. Here's me <laughs> playing the piano. Here's me shopping and getting my hair done. And it's evolved into, you know, some really funny stuff um, and some great performances. And so I collect things throughout the year that I do and I save the videos and the audios or whatever it is, or the pictures or going to the Grammys or whatever it is that we're doing. And I just release one thing every day and I invite my listeners and, and my fans to come and comment and tweet me back and, you know, join in the fun that we have here in 30 days of April. So it's a lot of fun. It's a little promotional tool that we use, but it's it's great fun. And I encourage everyone to join me on 30 Days of April. It's a website, 30daysofapril.com, along with apraldiamond.com. There'll be information on both of those sites. But uh, it's a lot of fun. And join me because I'll, I'll just take everybody with me wherever I go. I love it. I love it. That's That's terrific. It's, you know, it's something that you kind of say, wow, it seems really obvious, but it's a tremendous marketing strategy and it keeps people coming back for 30 consecutive days. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. And it gets me in touch with my fans and I can talk to them and they can tweet me and, you know, I can actually say hello and, hey, what do you think? What do you want to hear? And they'll tweet me back and say, hey, sing this on this day or do this. And I, you know, I'm We'll do it, and we'll surprise them with some funny things or surprising things or whatever it is we have up our sleeve that day. Now, I know that you sort of answered this because you said I should include this interview in there, and we're obviously doing this in January, but you mentioned the Hollywood Music and Media Awards. So would 30 Days of April mm -hmm. include that, perhaps? Yes, there'll be some fun things about the HMMAs there, Hollywood Music and Media Awards, and my nomination for Lose Control. So that was very exciting. It was a great night. Um, but that, along with uh, some other things that we've received along the way, that will be part of it. Yes. Okay. Okay. And there's another project that you're involved with called We Are One Concerts, which even has its own song that you and others sing on. Uh, on that project, what is the, what is the cause? What what is the purpose? 
Well, weareoneconcerts.org came from a conversation, actually, and, and a song. Well, first, a song. This is a song that my producer, David, wrote called We Are One. And you can just go on YouTube and look up We Are One. You'll see We Are One, David Longoria. You'll see it and hear it. It's a great song. And I, he and I have always talked about our love for choirs. And um, I have some things where I am going to do some projects with some local choirs, um, some choir kids, and I've worked with some choir kids, uh, show choir kids. Um, these kids work really hard and have an incredible um, choir program here where I live. And it kind of gave us the, the idea of we are one. What can we do with that? Because it's such a great, what, what does the world need? Um, we all need to become one. We all need to become more tolerant of each other. And we all need to rein it in and, you know, leave our differences at the door sometimes and just get together and work towards a cause that can bring some oneness. So we came up with the idea of creating a nonprofit organization called WeAreOneConcerts.org. And what WeAreConcerts.org will accomplish in 2018 is to create a touring situation where we're going to tour the country, bringing in school choirs from all the major cities to come and perform with us, mm. training the next generation to stamp out racism and anything that divides us, politics, religion, and to just come together singing we are one and to uplift one another and to get rid of the hate outstanding outstanding so that's, that's what it's about and i'm more i'm overjoyed to be a part of that because that's a running theme of my life too is to you know we can be different we can speak our mind and we can be on different sides of religion and politics and whatever but in terms of like terrible really terrible things like racism where there's some of that silliness like we need to let those things go and come together because if you think about it when we sing we seem to forget about all that. That's right. That's right. Music is a wonderful yeah. unifier. It is. And that's that's the goal, is to teach the next generation to say, we love our differences. You think this way. You think that way. You're this way. You're that way. But we're deep down, we're all one because we all want the same things for our lives, happiness and fulfilling our dreams. Now, before we carry on, I do want to give out some different plugs on April's behalf, but April... Set the record straight. I'm about to refer to you as recording artist, but you mentioned uh, yeah. when you were talking about 30 Days of April, maybe I'll be maybe I'll be seen playing the piano, and we have been talking about some of your music. So do you play an instrument, or do you play instruments, plural? And then secondly is, are you a songwriter, or are these songs that you're recording written by others? Um, I do play the piano, yes, and there will be a song on my album with me recorded with me playing the piano and singing at a goal of mine for sure this particular project is mostly written by my uh, producer david longoria and these songs um we sort of actually we wrote them together but mostly it was sort of mostly david's brainchild behind this but i do write songs as well and on this one and on coming releases there will be more songs that i've written okay. so yes i do write my own songs this particular project is a little bit more um more of david's brainchild there on on that end um, but again, we did collaborate on quite a bit, and I do play the piano, and I love it. The two go together very well, singing and playing. Then here's the edited, yes. meaning accurate version. I am speaking today with Los Angeles-based songwriter, <laughs> piano player, and recording artist April Diamond. <laughs> Visit her official website at aprildiamond.com. And yes, come on, kids, it's 2018. Of course, she's on social media. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. She's even on Reverb Nation as well. Please do certainly purchase April's music, which is available on iTunes. Keep up with April online so you can see where and when you can go see her perform live, as well as for details about her new album that she hopes to release in the month of April this calendar year. If you find value in listening to episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment, whether it's value in the form of education that helps your growing music career, or maybe just pure entertainment value, or heck, maybe even both, we would greatly appreciate you saying so by helping us keep the show going via our Patreon campaign. You can see the various levels that you can contribute at by going to patreon.com slash nhte or just go to our website, nhte.net, and click on the Patreon button there. April, I was just mentioning about people watching to see where and when you're performing live. I see that last year you performed at the White House as well as in Times Square. You were even at the Palms Casino in Las Vegas in February of last year. And mm -hmm. next month you're going to be performing on two different dates at Caesars Palace in Las Vegas? Yes. 
Wow. Getting busier. Wow. Yes. Outstanding. So it, thank you. Um, the Caesar's Palace is a show, I believe, that I'm still learning about what's going on there. <laughs> <laughs> I just know that I'm performing there. I don't know if it's a, uh, if it's an event for a cause or if it's an actual performance. So I have to find out what that is. Mm -hmm. But um, the White House, which is a very significant performance, which is part of our weareoneconcerts.org, mm. that's where we joined uh, a particular event that happens every year on May 16th on the White House lawn, the National Day of Prayer for Our Nation. And we joined churches and choirs from all over the East Coast and the cities there to come together, and we're going to do it again this year. So be Wonderful. watching out for that. It's a pretty amazing event Wonderful. that we are allowed to go to the White House and perform. And, uh, yeah, it's incredible. It was really amazing. This is the first time that we had been there and to promote our cause for weareoneconcerts.org. So it's just an amazing thing, and this year it's going to be three times as big. So we're looking forward to that. Well, and what else I like about that is it says a whole lot about who you are as a person because you're talking about that effort. You're not talking about promoting April Diamond. And so hats off to you for being so unselfish and saying, this is about mm -hmm. something bigger and I will get my opportunities elsewhere. I don't need to go to the White House to promote April Diamond's solo career. Right. And I mean, we'll get to perform, you know, some of our songs and that type of thing. But it's that's about the greater good. And uh, the one thing I love about my record company, Del Oro Music, and my producer and all the people that work here is that we care about the greater good. We love music. We're all, you know, excited about our particular projects and promotions and hitting the billboard chart for me is incredible and all these things. But they don't happen unless we all work together. And in the end, when we work for causes or things that really matter, things that will go beyond us for years to come are the things that, that you leave behind. You know, you, you follow your dreams. And then I believe that once you follow your dreams, you need to give back. And yeah, that's how this whole thing works. And I've always been raised to think that, to always give in some form or fashion. So with my music, making, you know, enjoying making the music I love, people like it, and, and bringing a cause to light. So that's... That will always go without saying I will you know, never just perform just to make it be all about me, although I enjoy my art. It'll always be about something bigger than me that I can pass on to the next generation. God bless you. What a, what a great attitude. I mentioned back in the Thank intro you. about the success that your video for Lose Control has been having on YouTube. This is kind of cool, listeners. There's mm -hmm. also a video on there, April, of you singing the national anthem all while actor Jeff Goldblum is standing next to you. It, it, it looks like y'all are in some kind of club. <laughs> what, what was that all about? Oh, that's so funny. I was there with my friend, uh, who's a 3D artist, uh, Daniel, and he and I, he, he's from Pennsylvania, and he's like, hey, I want to see all the things in L.A. I want to see, you know... I, he's a big Jurassic Park fan because of the 3D art that he does. Um, so I said, well, Jeff Goldblum, who does jazz, and he and I both like jazz, we're like, let's go see Jeff Goldblum, because I heard that he was uh, performing at Rockwell Table and Stage. Mm. And he has this ongoing thing where he's there every Wednesday night, and this particular Wednesday night that we went, you know, it's kind of funny. Uh, we go there, We it hasn't started yet, but he's sitting there with a the microphone interviewing people while they're eating dinner, and I'm like, <laughs> Now, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Um, first of all, Jeff Goldblum, you are hilarious, and you're a great piano player, so I hope you hear this. And I'd like to come and sing with you some jazz, so I hope you get this, and, and I'd love to come in and sing with you because you're a great piano. And his band is incredible. And um, wait a minute. Let me get he, in a plug for myself here. And, Jeff, I'd yeah. like to interview you about music. You've been asked enough questions about <laughs> movies, so we won't talk about movies. Let's talk about music. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> right. We, we, we know all his movies. We know his movies. Um, but he was going around the room, and he does random stuff. He's like, okay, so he's going around the room randomly going, okay, do you know the national anthem of China? Do you know the national anthem of Germany? Do you know that? And I'm thinking, I don't think I know any other... Do I know O Canada? Somebody was trying to do O Canada. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh, I don't know that one. I should probably learn it though. Um, I, so he's passing it around and I had just sang the national anthem at UCLA and at some other events, um, one in Vegas. And I'm like, well, I know that our national anthem. He's like, you know our national anthem? I said, <laughs> yeah, well, I think most people know it. He's like, well, will you sing it for me now? And it had been such a long day. And I was like, oh my gosh. I had you know, been training singers. I had just come from the recording studio and I was literally exhausted. I'm like, okay. 
yes, I can sing the national anthem, a very difficult song at 10 o'clock at night. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> so, he, you know, my friend Daniel, he's like, all right, and he starts shooting it. And then that's how that moment happened. It was pretty funny. Wow. So there was, was no setup there. Nobody tipped him off and said, hey, just so you know, she actually is a singer. It, it just happened by chance. No. Wow. He didn't even know. He's he's. I tweeted him, and I'm. I don't know if he got it yet, but uh, I'm like, uh, did you know that? Well, he knows now, probably. But <laughs> no, it's just like a random thing. But getting back to your attitude and and the humility that you carry yourself with, I'm I'm sensing the same thing about him because for someone of his stature mm-hmm. to be out in the club, horsing around, interviewing people, and going table to table, you know, as though he's I don't know, Bruce Wozniak, <laughs> you know, that's, right. that's very admirable exactly. that, you know, he's saying, so what, you know, the, yeah, okay, I've had success in movies, but you know, these are people uh-huh. just like I am. And so um, that's, that that's, it's nice to hear those kinds of stories. Yeah, it is nice to hear those stories. And it makes you feel like the people that you watch and hear, you know, really do care about their public and their fans and, and uh, are in touch with them and, and care about people and, you know, that's, that's always a great feeling. When you feel like you're involved with the person that you admire or you enjoy their music or their acting or whatever story they happen to tell and they, you know, include you in on it and make you feel like, you know, you're connected to that. I think that's, that's great. I I love that. I like getting connected to my fans. Uh, April, what about this PBS TV special that you've been featured in? I referred to it back in the intro. What is that? And how did you get that opportunity? Uh, yes, well, David's album, Vila, before his album, The Journey, that was just uh, released a little bit ago, uh, was doing very well, Vila, and nominated for quite a few awards. He had won, and he, so he, uh, because the song is about dance and such, he uh, enjoyed the performances on PBS, on the PBS specials, and he's like, let's make a PBS special out of it. So he did, uh, and invited me to perform on it and, and sing wow. with him on his songs, which I have done a lot of backup um, tracks and vocals on a lot of the songs that he's done. And um, and that's essentially how I started, was doing, you know, singing other people's albums and doing some backup vocals and such. Uh. And that's how my, my single evolved in my album. So, um, but uh, that was a great, it was so much fun. And then it started, you know, being played on all these other stations and it, people were loving it and they still do. I think it still is played in different markets to this day. So, um, yeah, that, that was wonderful. That was the beginning of, of a lot of the stuff that, we have done together. So it was a great, really great show. It is a great show. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. Well, listeners, um, go back and listen to episode 123 when I interviewed Wendy Wagner. Uh, it made me think of it that April was referring to uh, doing background singing with uh, others and kind of where that has led. Uh, Wendy sings behind Joe Walsh currently on his tour but she has sung with a lot of the greats. And so you do get to hear the story of somebody who is having success because of that, other projects that she's working on. And uh, similarly, way back on episode 34 from Toronto, Canada, Roxana, she talks about having done a PBS special of her own. In the meantime, listeners, April has been referring to David Longoria. If you're a baseball fan like I am, especially here in Tampa Bay, we're sad to have just seen Evan Longoria get traded to the San Francisco Giants. Uh, or maybe some people are familiar <laughs> with an actress uh, called Eva Longoria, not to be confused with Evan Longoria, the baseball player. But David Longoria is who April has been referring to. April, we're going to close today with a song called Now or Never by David Longoria featuring you. I mentioned back in the intro of today's show that the theme song for a new yet-to-be-released movie would be played, and this is that song. So walk us through that. Obviously, you know David. He's your producer. You just mentioned about the the PBS special. But how does all this work? Have you seen the movie yet? Which, uh, listeners, by the way, the movie is called Bloodline now or never have you seen the movie do you know when it will come out just talk about this this must be an exciting project and an exciting time for you around this song yes it's been a very busy time it's been a great time uh now or never sort of showed up on my plate very quickly um and i didn't realize that i was going to be singing on it and david Mm. was working on it but because i was 
engrossed with lose control and you know that promotion is going on so he's like by the way i want you to sing on this song with me if you would like to and i was like of course i always want to sing on the things that david invites me to because they're always great um and then I found out that it was uh, for a movie, for a theme song for a movie. And I thought, oh, absolutely. I would love to do that. And in addition, there's a great cause behind it. Um, the movie Bloodline Now or Never is about the poaching of rhinos in Africa and trying to stop, you know, showing what's going on and, and stopping the poaching of these beautiful animals and mm. you know, saving, saving our animal population. So it's a great cause. It's a great song. And um I have not seen it. There have been screenings going on, and it's always when I'm involved in uh, something else <laughs> at the moment. So I do want to see it, uh, but I've seen you know parts of the video and parts of uh, the movie in different places, and it's it's a really a good movie, very good movie. And it is now, um, it was initially on the first Oscar list. Wow. Um, which that was, I mean, that's to in qualifying to get nominated, which is amazing. When I saw that, I was like, wow, is that the song I just sang on? Mm. Oh my goodness. Amazing. And so that, you know, we, David made a video for it and that's taking off as well. If you look that up, you'll see it. Um, and now it's on the ballot for possible nominations. So, I mean, it's a little, you know, little, little guy, the little independent film, but you know, we'll see, we'll see how it goes. And initially it was on the Hollywood reporter shortlist when it first came out. So, I mean, uh -huh. this is all very exciting. Now, how does this work in terms of ownership? Is that David's song? Are you allowed to put it on your album? Does whoever put the film together, do they own the rights to the song? How does, how does that work? Will this song be on the album that you're going to release uh, this spring? Um, I don't know that it will be on this album. My first thought is no, but who knows? I could be wrong about that. <laughs> we'll all find out together. Um, and in terms of licensing, I know that it's, you know, it belongs to David and I would think a portion okay. of it belongs to the movie as well. So okay. that, that is a good question and I will find that out before back to you. <laughs> okay, very <laughs> good. Well, in the meantime, April, uh, congratulations on all, all your success and um, continued best wishes. And, and thank you so much for making the time to talk with me today. Thank you. And I also wanted to, if I, if you wouldn't mind me let, letting me plug my Spotify list, it's have everyone follow uh, myself, April uh, Diamond, on um, on Spotify. Also follow David Longoria. You'll see all these songs on there on a playlist, Now or Never, the songs from Byla, the songs from David's album, The Journey, and then my upcoming songs with all the remixes. April Diamond's remixes are all up there. Um, and my album, obviously, will be uh, on Spotify when it's released. So follow us on Spotify and also follow Robert Ibach as well. He's one of our, he's, he's got the best and most popular remix of my single, Lose Control. So Outstanding. He's, uh, I thank him quite a bit. He did a fabulous job and he just actually just tweeted a mashup that he did with <laughs> Selena Gomez and my, my song, which is pretty interesting. So follow me on Twitter <laughs> at AprilDiamond19 and see what we're doing. We're, we're creative people over here. It sure sounds <laughs> like it. We're making some cool stuff. Very good, yeah. very good. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to recording artist, songwriter, piano player, April Diamond. Please be sure to visit her official website, aprildiamond.com. We will have a link to it on the show page for this episode at nhte.net. And connect with her on various social media, too. As I mentioned before, April is on Facebook, YouTube. You just heard her mention Twitter. She's also on Instagram. I mentioned before that you can even find her on Reverb Nation. Do let her know that you heard her and her music on Now Hear This Entertainment. Be sure that you purchase April's music. It's available on iTunes. Watch her website and her social media for upcoming dates and locations for when and where you can go see her perform live, as well as to stay informed about her new album, which she hopes to have out in April of this year. Again, as I mentioned a little bit ago, if you do find value in listening to episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment, we would greatly appreciate your support of the show through our Patreon campaign in whatever amount you can afford. Take a look at it on patreon.com slash NHTE or go to our website nhte.net and click on the Patreon button to go see the details, including the thank you gifts at the various giving levels. It truly means a lot. I'm not just saying that because I'm supposed to or because everyone does. This is sincere here. So thank you very much for listening, and we're going to send you out today with another song from April Diamond. This is the one she just talked about. It's called Now or Never. Now or Never.
Don't try to change my mind It's hard to leave the past behind No reason to look back now I'm ready for my destined hollow I need to find redemption I'm not here to seek attention So get ready to fight For what you know is right Now I'm ready to fight for what I know is 